I speak the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I've never been much of a fisherman. I don't have the patience to sit on a dock or in a boat with my line in the water just sitting and waiting. I just can't get into it. I, I've tried fly fishing, which I suppose is a little more involved, a little more active, and usually in a nice, cool mountain river. I like fly fishing, but I've never really considered myself to be a real fisherman. Yet the gospel this morning is all about fishermen and fishing, fishing for people. What is all that about? I can picture those first disciples who were actually real fishermen at their boats, tending their nets. And all of a sudden, Jesus comes along and tells them to follow me, and I will make you fish for people. You can imagine the looks on their faces and what might have been going through their minds when they heard this absurdity. Jesus, we've been fishing all night long. It's going to take me hours just to fix these nets so we can go back out and fish again. This is our job. It's our business. On top of all that, now you want me to go fish for people too? How do I even do that? Is it just one more thing to add to my list of things to do in my already busy life? But we hear that wasn't their response at all, was it? Because whatever Jesus looked like, whatever Jesus said, Whatever Jesus presented himself as, they knew that something was different about this man. They knew he was somehow special. We hear they immediately dropped everything and followed him. No questions asked. But how are we supposed to do that? How can we in 2021 just stop what we're doing? Are we all supposed to just quit our jobs and Go off to seminary and become a priest or a deacon and work in a church? Is that how we're supposed to fish for people? <laughs> Thankfully, I don't think so. You see, perhaps a better and more literal translation of the passage we heard would not be, I will make you fish for people, as in I want you to do something new in addition to your daily life. But instead, I will make you to become fishers of people. In other words, Jesus is telling them, I want your identity, your being, to change. Not simply add another task to do, but to take what you're already doing and fish for people to the glory of God. To bring people into the fold of the kingdom of God. That's what I think the message is here, and Hopefully that might become a little bit more clearer as we go on this morning. The first words out of Jesus' mouth this morning set the stage for all that is to follow. Jesus says, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The kingdom of God has come near. The kingdom of God is here. It's the same thing that Jonah was proclaiming to the Ninevites in the reading from the Old Testament, which is 
an entirely different story. But Jonah, who doesn't even really like the Ninevites, was told by God to go, tell them to repent and turn from their evil and selfish ways, or else that entire city would be overthrown. Jonah reluctantly goes and does what God tells him to do, and you know what happens? The entire city actually does repent. They stop the wrong they're doing. They put on sackcloth, and they turn to God. God, in turn, spares the city. Thousands of people are turned toward God, all because one man took a chance and did what God asked of him. Now, street preachers have been proclaiming that the kingdom of God is near for hundreds of years, with this desire to instill some sort of apocalyptic fear into the people who hear this message. Well, sisters and brothers, the good news this morning is that the kingdom of God is already here. The kingdom of God has come near, Jesus says. You see, wherever Jesus is, Wherever the word of God is, wherever God's message is being heard, wherever God's love is being felt, that is the kingdom of God here on earth. But let's also remember that as wonderful as the love of God is, as wonderful as the idea of the kingdom of God might sound, as wonderful as it might be to imagine dropping everything and going to follow Jesus wholeheartedly, Let's look back to exactly how our gospel reading starts out this morning. Mark writes, Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. You see, if we are to fully embrace the message of God, that gospel of Jesus Christ, if we're to fully live into our baptismal covenant and the vows we have already made, loving God, loving our neighbor, respecting every human being, loving our enemies, there is risk involved. John the Baptist was arrested. Granted, it was a different time and era, but he was arrested, and we know it didn't end well for him. All of the apostles, the closest disciples of Jesus, were all persecuted. And tradition tells us that nearly all of them were martyred because of their faith in Jesus, for their willingness to stand up for what they believed in in the face of a society which did not support those beliefs. We hear stories today around the world about people being persecuted for their religious beliefs, for their faith. We just celebrated a national holiday in honor of Martin Luther King Jr., a man who was martyred for his belief that everyone in America deserved the right to live a free and a happy life, regardless of the color of their skin, because we're all brothers and sisters of the same Christ and children of the same God. Following Jesus Christ is not an easy task. It's not always a popular thing to do. It's so very important. It's so necessary in the time that we live in to be examples, to be that beacon of hope, that beacon of love in our world. And no, it does not mean we need to all go quit our jobs and 
join some religious order. But what it does mean is that we all need to take our position in the world, our standing, our influence, our circle. We need to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ with our words, with our actions, and that can also be with our inactions. At the very least, it means we need to start loving our neighbors as ourselves. Knowing when not to laugh at the off-color or derogatory jokes that are told in our workplaces. Knowing when to stand up for those who cannot stand up for themselves. Learning how to share what we have, what in all honesty we don't really need. Learning how to share it with someone who truly is in need. Learning how to take the time that we waste and turning it into the time we can love. By starting with these simple things, people will start to see something different in us. See something that separates us from the rest of the world. See something they want to know about, something they want to learn about. Seeing something they want to be a part of. That's what being fishers of people is all about. It's not putting a lure in the water that looks like a bug or a minnow, and then when the fish bites it, we say, aha, gotcha. That's not what this is about. There's no bait and switch with God. It's about being Jesus here in Decatur, here at St. John's, at home with our families, with everyone we come across. By our actions, we present the love of God to the world. God will do the rest. God will take care of the details after that. I once attended a seminar on what evangelism means in a parish. And the speaker said that we, meaning all of us followers of Christ, we are called to be fishers of people, not to simply, simply tend the aquarium. In other words, this community, this community of St. John's Church, this part of the body of Christ, it exists to empower and to nourish its members, to nurture, to love, to keep building that community, but this, this is not where it ends. That warm, loving feeling we have when we worship together is not the end goal. The end goal and the reason for St. John's Church existing in the first place is for us to be spiritually fed when we gather so that we can go out into the world and bring others into the fold of Christ. That's why we're here. That is how we fish for people. We take what we experience in our Christian community, learning through Scripture, Recognizing all that we have comes from God and in turn offering it back to God. Admitting that we come short. Asking for forgiveness. Receiving forgiveness. We take all these experiences with us when we go forth in the name of Christ. And live lives that are truly authentic to who we are. People will see and people will respond. And yes, 
God will take care of the rest. 